With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Kyrie Thompson with another episode of First in Foxborough. Make sure you download, subscribe, listen, stream it on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. want to give you something real quick here. You know I got Tape Tuesdays coming up with Mike Matnansky on WEEI. Make sure you tune in at starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Because, you know, we like to get down. We break down a little bit of film. We, you know, we, we shoot the breeze. We do all that good stuff about the New England Patriots. And I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of how much did that win against the Jets actually matter? And in particular, how much should we put into Mac Jones's performance? Was it good? Was it bad? Should we be worried? Should we not? And that's actually what I want to get into a little bit right now. Because in real time... I was not feeling Mac Jones' performance in that game. Um, again, it was 24 of 35, 194 yards, a touchdown and interception. Definitely had a couple of, of near misses and a really lucky bailout on uh, that, that pick six that he threw to Michael Carter that got right, wiped out because of roughing the passer penalty, which, by the way, that was a penalty. All right, people are like, oh, you know, it's a little like it was a little ticky tack, you know, it's a little sketchy. It was a penalty. All right, dude launched and hit him late. That's just what that's what it is. Okay, that that is a penalty in today's NFL. Maybe it wasn't a penalty twenty years ago. We ain't playing twenty years ago today. That's a penalty. I've seen plenty of guys. I mean, in, in the last couple of weeks alone, have an opportunity to lay out a quarterback like that and not do it. Because they know it's a penalty, all right? Or, or they know that it could be flagged, all right? It, it is possible. It was possible for Jonathan Franklin Myers to not smash Mac Jones right there. But he did. Therefore, it's a penalty. Still, still a you know, rough throw, rough play. It didn't necessarily affect the throw or the decision or anything like that. But it was a penalty. So it is what it is. I want to get into that play. I want to get into a couple of other plays that I've had a chance to to see and rethink because I, I did rewatch. I did rewatch the game and got a chance to see all of Mac Jones's plays uh, for the rest of the game, get an idea for how I felt about him, and just wanted to share some of those thoughts with you. So so look, now I mentioned the statistics; they're not really that inspiring. You also have to keep in mind the kind of defense that he was playing. The Jets are aggressive. They're front four really good. I mean, they're front seven just, just generally. They're, they're good. And obviously they got Sauce Gardner on the back end and such. It's an aggressive defense. They're aggressive, but they also try to take away 
your you know your your deep plays, your explosive plays. They play a lot of two high safeties, a lot of cover two. So you don't get a lot of chances to go deep down the field like you might with another team. And they can play that kind of defense because they know their front four can get home by themselves without the aid of too much blitzing. So it's a challenge. And I think in hindsight, looking back at this, the whole Monday night decision, debacle, all of it, the, the decision to play Mac Jones and then and then take him out and insert Bailey Zappi, I mean, all, all of that is still, I think, up for debate. But to me, it always felt like, I mean, I might even I might have even played Bailey Zappi against the Chicago Bears and, and just gotten Mac Jones healthy because look, there was gonna be rust to be knocked off one way or another. And I feel like subjecting him to what they subjected him to against the Bears might not have been the best course of action, but you know, it is what it is. But look, I feel like and, and I always felt like this was the game Mac Jones was going to need to come back for and really play all the way through because I don't think Bill Belichick wanted to play Bailey Zappi against this Jets defense as as an unproven rookie having not played a defense that kind of relentless and that good up front and I think he was concerned about what Zappi was going to do now obviously you can look at that and say well okay yeah great Mac Jones had experience against the Jets last year but it didn't seem to benefit him with uh, you know the the near interception that he had late in the game, and obviously the wiped out pick six, and there was still some rust. He still didn't look like he was he was fully operating at at peak efficiency. So you're like, okay, well, could Bailey Zappi have done a whole lot worse than that? I I think yes. I think Bailey Zappi definitely could have done worse than that. Um, but we don't need to talk about Bailey Zappi because that's a hypothetical, and as Bill Belichick likes to say. We don't need to talk about hypotheticals here. Okay, let's talk about what really happened. You know what? Maybe Bailey's happy would have thrown for 400 yards and five touchdowns. Psych! That probably wasn't going to happen. All right, done with that. Let's get to Mac Jones. I thought in real time there were a couple of, of drives where I was like, oh, yeah, he's making good decisions. Those are some good throws. And, I mean, just keeping the ball you know, generally out of harm's way, they were coming after him. I mean, I, I think that the pass protection and I, Bill Belichick, shouted them out in a negative way, I think the pass protection didn't make things much easier on him this week. Um, sacked six times. I think, what, two or three of those might have... Mac Jones deserves some, if not all, the blame for them. He was kind of chilling back there in the pocket on some of those occasions where I think he needed to speed up the you know internal clock a little. But, I mean, look, the, the interception that he had, Marcus Cannon, Marcus Cannon just gets beat. He just gets pantsed, okay? And, and he, they're trying to load up a deeper shot to Kendrick Bourne. I mean, he's, he's got to have time. That was a, I, I, I want to say that was a double move, okay? You got to have time for that to develop. You can't ask Mac Jones, be, oh, yeah, get that out of your hands quicker. They're trying, to do, they're trying to do a deep shot off a double move. You got to block that up. And he didn't. He gets hit from behind, ball scoots up in the air, gets picked off. That's bad luck. That's not on Mac Jones, okay? That's on Marcus Cannon. That's on the pass protection. And then looking back at, I mean, some of the throws that he made to Ramondre Stevenson really liked. I mean, they were working those angle routes. Um, you know, they they hit one where it was maybe a little bit off target, but Ramondre snares it with one hand, gets it up the field. They were doing a lot of RPO stuff, things that we've been asking for for a little bit. Get the ball out of this dude's hands, get it into the hands of his playmakers. And that that was part of the issue. I mean, the the, the play action part, I 
I mean, they did some of it. And actually, Mac's best throw of the game came off of an under center play action rep. There wasn't a whole lot of it, but he hit it and it looked good. And you're just like, yes, that's what we could have been having all this time. A well-layered throw, an aggressive throw. And again, the kind of throw that you weren't seeing Bailey Zappi do that kind of thing. And I mean, again, more power to him. I think they, he was doing exactly what he was asked to do and he wasn't taking too many chances. But that throw that he made to Hunter Henry, layering that over a linebacker and, and in between you know, a safety that was coming down, making a hit, there were defenders all around. That's a big boy throw. That's an NFL throw right there for Mac Jones. So, I mean, there, there was some good stuff and kind of limited play action. But I think even aside from the play action part, they did a very good job of just getting the ball out of his hands, letting him distribute, taking some of the heat off of you know, what was a pretty aggressive front and the touchdown pass that he threw. I, I thought that was an interesting two-play sequence because they tried the pick route the play before. Jacoby Myers tries to wheel it up the sideline. Sauce Gardner locks him up. I mean, that was not open. I mean, Sauce, he's good, man. He's, he's a good player and had just excellent coverage on the play. They went back to the well and they hit the pick route that time. Jacoby Myers comes wide open, sneaks his way into the end zone in the flat. Um, I, I, I liked that. I liked, and that was on a fourth and one. So I liked the aggressiveness, first of all, to go for it in that situation. And then to say, you know what? That play didn't quite work out the way that we wanted it to, partly because like we tried to wheel that up and get into the end zone. Let's just break that off into the flat. Myers was wide open, made a good play. He, he had another play that, that I, I liked that he, he snuck it off into the flat to Ramondre Stevenson where he had you know, people kind of bearing down on him and Ramondre makes a nice little play to you know, pick up some extra yards. I mean, look, they were coming for him. And I think that by and large, he withstood it pretty well. Now, let's get to a couple of, of, of the bad plays, right? So I already talked about the interception, the one that actually counted. That's not on Mac Jones. I, I, don't, I don't put that on him at all. And then the other two interceptions, I mean, there's some debate there. I mean, I, I've seen people arguing about this with me in my mentions. Mac Jones said it was an, a miscommunication when he talked to Merloni, Fourier, and Mego on Monday afternoon. And people were kind of like, yeah, but, you know, it's still a terrible decision. And sending me screen grabs, like, come on, man, don't play the screenshot game. That, that's, that's, not wa- that's not watching the game. I'm sorry. That's not watching the game. That's not understanding what's actually happening. So let, let's talk about, about the pick six, that the, the would have been pick six to Michael Carter right there. So I actually think Mac Jones made the right read on that play based on the defense that was being played. Okay, Because it looked like it was cover three. So you get Tyquan Thornton. He's on the outside. He runs the corner back off. So they're... There, there's no corner or safety really in the vicinity here. It's literally just Jacoby Myers up against a hook defender right there. And that hook defender is playing him with inside leverage, trying to take away an in-breaking route. So what does Mac Jones throw? He, he throws it to the outside. He throws it toward the sideline, away from the defender. Now, I think, and again, without knowing the intricacies of the route here, like this is just me watching it off off the broadcast because this is one of the situations where you can you can actually see the entire route and and stuff like that kind of unfold in front of your eyes as opposed to receivers running off the screen. So Myers runs past the defender and then breaks inside. I find that curious because I think that 
if Myers did that and and broke towards the outside, I wonder if the throw would have been placed differently. I, I, I kind of wonder if the throw ended up where it did because Jones is throwing it to where he thinks Myers going to be. And then at the last second, he sees Myers breaking the wrong way. And he's like, oh, dude, what are you doing? And it just goes right at the defender. But I'm curious because the way Myers does it, he, he runs past the defender, gets in the blind spot. You could argue, and again, I, I do think that Mac Jones made the right call based on, on the post-snap look that he got. He saw the defender, he saw how he was playing Myers, and, and saw that he was on Myers on the inside shoulder, and so he throws it outside, which is kind of the, the natural thing. It reminds me of Friday Night Lights. You throw it outside. That's what Mac Jones does. That said, he kind of Myers gets in the blind spot of the defender a little bit and breaks it inside. And you know, hey, maybe maybe you could argue based on you know the way Myers was seeing that in the route depth, like you probably could have snuck that behind him, maybe, and still gotten that completion. But look, in the end, what happens is they miscommunicate. Mac Jones sees it one way, Jacoby Myers sees it another. It ends up right in the hands of a defender, and it's a pick six. I think when I look back at it, and I watched this a bunch of different times, I feel like I'm not sure you could say that Mac Jones made a bad decision. He tried to throw a ball where he thought his receiver was going to be, and he wasn't there, you know, for, for whatever reason. I mean, they just, they saw the play differently. That kind of thing happens. Like it, it, and, and I mean, it happens to the best of them. It's not like Tom Brady's never thrown, a, you know, an interception or Aaron Rodgers has never thrown an interception because of miscommunication. That kind of thing happens. Okay. It doesn't look good for the quarterback and obviously gets put on his ledger, but I mean, it, it's, it's tough. Now I'll say that again, I would hope that if, that throw was meant to go to the outside and Myers went that way that you're maybe throwing it a little bit more towards the sideline as opposed to leaving it where it was. Because I think if, if that had happened, if Myers had turned outside and then stopped, then, I mean, best case scenario, you're knocking that ball down or you're having a contested catch as opposed to if you're running more towards the sideline away from the defender and then you you have, you know, what probably would have been a much easier completion. So look, tough. At the end of the day, it, it gets wiped out because of the penalty. You could say it was, it, it was ticky tack, or you know he got bailed out. Yeah, he got bailed out, but it was a penalty. So it is what it is. He got the mulligan, and you kind of move on with that from there. And they end up scoring on that drive. So it is what it is. On the later one, where Jones throws the ball off of Isaiah Wynn's helmet. And it almost goes to C.J. Mosley. I had a couple of, uh, you know, people you know, that I've been listening to say that, hey, if that ball doesn't go off of Isaiah Wynn's helmet, it probably goes right into Mosley's hands, and it's an easy interception. That's probably true. I'd have to. I, I want to see the all twenty-two when it comes out and be able to have a look at that. But I'm gonna tell you something that we haven't been talking about. I think the fault for that play also lies with Ramondre Stevenson. Maybe even mostly with Ramondre Stevenson. I'll tell you why. So look, they had been hitting Jones and Stevenson. They they had hit angle routes on a couple of occasions in this game where Stevenson lines up out of the backfield and then gets the linebacker on him in in you know zone coverage or, or what have you, and then breaks it to the inside 
and boom, Stevenson is is you know gets hit in stride and he's and he's running for extra yards. And I feel like that's going to be one of the next evolutions of Stevenson's game, becoming more of a threat on those kinds of routes and, and definitely seemed like it was something they knew they could take advantage of in the passing game. So later in the game, he's running an angle route, Ramondre Stevenson, I'm, I'm saying here. And this time, it, it seemed as if instead of being more of a primary read or like kind of a right away, like he knew that, you know, Mac Jones knew that Stevenson was going to be open. It looked like Jones was trying to hit somebody else. So Stevenson was like a secondary or tertiary read on this play. Stevenson gets open right away. But again, Mac Jones isn't looking to him right away because he's looking at somebody else and he's going through, he's going through his progressions and, you know, trying to, you know, do things like step by step here. So Stevenson doesn't get the ball, and then he stops on his route, and he throttles it down, as opposed to continuing and trying to stay stacked on top of of the defender that he's got beat. He's got him on his backside. He slows down, first of all, allows the defender to to get in on him and and kind of lock him down in coverage. And then Jones throws the ball where I think he expected Stevenson to be had he continued on in the round. And again, the ball goes off of Wynn's helmet, and obviously that would have affected. I think that that throw wasn't going to get completed one way or another. But if Stevenson keeps running, that ball does not go right into C.J. Mosley's hands and end up as a dropped interception. It maybe goes off of Stevenson's hands or maybe goes off the defender's hands or what have you. It's a tip ball. That ball's, again, probably not going to be completed because bad luck. He threw it off of Isaiah Wynn's helmet. But again, there's this idea that it was a bad decision, a terrible throw by, by Mac Jones. Why would you even do that? I mean, you could say it was a bad throw because it went off an offensive lineman's helmet. But Stevenson should have been there, I think. And I think it would be interesting. I I don't know if I'll get a chance to ask Stevenson about this, but you know, just just trying to figure out, um, you know, kind of you know what might have happened, or you know, the chemistry that they're trying to build and, and and things like that, working on the finer points of route running. But if I had to guess, based on having watched that play a bunch of different times, once again, Mac Jones was trying to throw with anticipation and trust that a receiver was going to be where he expected them to be, and they weren't there. And this one, I, I think that was not Ramondre Stevenson's best effort. I think that when he realized that Jones was not looking at him, he, he throttled it down, he let his guard down, and as a result, he almost, made his, he almost let his quarterback down. He almost made him look bad. So... I think when you take things like that into account, you can see why Bill Belichick wasn't all on the Mac Jones was terrible train. You know what I mean? That he was saying, look, he made good decisions. He did what he needed to do. Like he felt good about it. I mean, yeah, maybe he's blowing smoke up his butt. Like, sure, that's entirely possible. But I didn't get that feeling. I think I got the feeling that he did more or less what Bill Belichick wanted him to do which was, look, read the defense the way we want you to read it. Don't try to be a hero. Don't do anything crazy. And by and large, he didn't, I mean, he didn't really do anything crazy. If you think about it, he didn't really throw up any 50-50 balls. We're just like, dude, Mac, what are you doing, man? Like, don't throw the ball down the field to, like, to Sauce Gardner. 
like in a way that he could pick it off or knock it up to somebody else who could pick it off. Like, I, I feel like you didn't really see that from Mac. I mean, again, the, the would have been pick six, you can feel how you want about that. And again, that's, that's a miss. Whether it's a miss that's wholly on, on I, I don't think it's wholly on either Mac Jones or Jacoby Myers. It's just the kind of miscommunication thing that happens. So I, I think that, again, when I look back at it, he did what they needed him to do. And yeah, he got lucky. He got bailed out on a couple of occasions. Sometimes you got to be lucky as well as good. Sometimes you'll take being lucky over being good is what it is. But I think, look, there was some rust there. But I also think Jones saw things better than he did the previous week against the Chicago Bears, where I feel like he was he was missing some things for sure. Though, the one play that I I feel like I don't know what he was seeing was on that fourth and short when they went for it and it failed where he's like trying to manually direct Jacoby Myers to to do some, you know, joystick stuff when he had Hunter Henry in the flat beyond the sticks immediately off that play action. I I actually looked at that play at first and I was kind of like, what is this play call? Like, you got to kind of do better than that. Like, I don't know that you really need to do all that, but look. Hunter Henry was open, and that was a first down. You got to throw that ball, Mac. I don't know why you're trying to throw it to Jacoby Myers right there. The dude's covered. <laughs> Hunter Henry was open, and he didn't have a defender. The defender was like, what, f- four yards away from him when, like, at, at his most open point? Like, yeah, that, that's a miss for Mac Jones. You, you got to throw that football. But, you know, I also think that Jones did a good job making plays with his legs again like nothing super spectacular here but you know picking up a couple of yards um i don't want to see mac jones trying to bait penalties by getting cute by the out of bounds line or trying trying to pull some like weird floppy thing where it's like oh yeah let me lean into the fender at the last second dude just get out of bounds okay man like take take your eight or nine yards you ain't got to do this so i didn't love that but look, I think basically on rewatch, Jones was not nearly as bad as it seemed. I don't know that I would call it good, but I think that I would call it a first step back into action, something to build off of. And they're going to have another opportunity to build against the Colts, get some revenge for last year's loss, and then they're going to get the bye week and be able to do a little bit of self-scout and evaluate a couple of things, and then they're going to be able to get back into action against the Jets at home after that. Possibly, hopefully, put a whooping on them. Something to the effect of what they did last year. Because, I mean, look, man, you could you probably could have started Bailey Zappi against the Jets and you would have won. Not because Bailey Zappi is better than Mac Jones, but because Zach Wilson sucks. Oh, my God, that guy is terrible. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy stinks. I mean, he does. He's so bad. Oh, my God. I remember watching the film before this game and and not even being able to get one play through it without laughing my ass off at this dude airmailing somebody by like 15 yards. And then (laughs) even on rewatch, I'm sitting there like, Zach, what are you doing, bro? Throw the ball away or throw it straight to Devin McCourty for the fifth time. Whatever you want to do. Oh, my God. I mean, look, you could you could say whatever you want about Mac Jones and being 
underwhelmed by by him. And you could look at Zach Wilson and be like, yeah, he made all those mistakes, but he threw for 350 yards or whatever it is. Like, no, I'm sorry. Bro kind of sucks. And you know what? Like, good, good on him for being able to complete some passes down the field, pick up some chunk yardage. But if you're asking me to pick between Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, I'm definitely taking Mac Jones. I'm taking Mac Jones every time. Now, a few years from now, for the rest of their careers, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with I'm kind of calling it right now that I just do not feel like Zach Wilson is it, man. But you know what? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're right over there in New York and that he's closer to a breakthrough than we all think. He's clearly got a lot of talent, but I'm not trusting him to win me a football game right now. Definitely not. Mac Jones, on the other hand, I feel like, you know, even if you're saying he's not, you're not going to win because of him, you're definitely not going to spend a lot of time losing because of him. Like, not that dramatically. I, w- I wouldn't say that the, the Patriots have lost any game this year because of Mac Jones. It'd be nice if they eventually started winning because of him, but we're probably not there yet. I'll be interested to see what what is going to unfold after the bye when they start playing their tough part of the schedule. And then if they win, if they start winning some of those games, I think Mac Jones will be a reason why because that's going to be a challenge for them. But we are not there yet. We are still we're we're at, we're at four and four right now. Four and four New England Patriots got another winnable game up on the schedule. The time they come into this bye and maybe come out of the bye against the Jets. This team could be six and four. They could be like right back where they were almost last year at this time, which would be a heck of a turnaround given some of the issues they've been through this year. Anyway, that's all I got for right now. I'm Kyrie Thompson. This has been First in Foxborough. I will catch you next time.